You're listening to a BGE podcast. Friends and family gather round and fire up the barbecue. Let the smoke waft and float. That's what we're gonna do. You can't deny there's nothing like friends and family and food. Don't sit still, pull out your grill. We're gonna have a barbecue. What's all the hype around grass-fed beef? And how about throwing some cream cheese on the smoker? Fire is burning, the world keeps turning. Don't worry what you gotta do. Cause if you're looking, you ain't cooking. Fire up the barbecue. Fire up the barbecue. That's right, folks. It's time for another episode of the Blind Grilling Experience. My name is Chris Peltz. I am the most interesting griller in the world. And we've got a few things that we want to throw out at you today just to give you some something to think about because uh, a buddy of mine, Josh, here in Springfield, Missouri, has given me a few things to think about. And one is surrounding... Cream cheese. Now, cream cheese is something that we've we've talked. It's been a long time. Been a long time since we've talked about it. We've smoked cream cheese in the past. We've uh, not really did an episode on it, and and we got some other things to talk about today as well. I know we've talked about mixing some cream cheese with certain jams or jellies, like a uh, uh, pineapple habanero. Um, you know, something like that, a, um, a raspberry chipotle jam or jelly, you know, some of the, uh, the Texas uh, pepper jellies, which are amazing. They're awesome. But to mix that with the cream cheese is great and throw it in the smoker. It makes it even better. But Josh reminded me, he did a cook this past week and, it, uh, it just, Man, it just sounds so good. And he actually used a rub from Meat Church. I don't know if you, some of you guys I know are very familiar with Meat Church rubs and seasonings, but they got one, I, I believe it's called D's Nuts. It, it's a sweet pecan rub. And he took some cream cheese, put in a cast iron skillet, had his smoker set at 250 degrees, and scored the cream cheese and seasoned it up with that uh, these nut seasonings with the sweet uh, pecan seasoning from Meat Church, and uh, and let that smoke for uh, you know uh, I I'm trying to remember how long he said forty five minutes to an hour or so, <clears throat> but uh, uh, but anyway they then you know he had uh, sm- smoked some salmon and uh, ended up kind of combining that a little bit together just taking some. Some of that cream cheesy smoked, putting it on some clubhouse crackers, and then putting a couple pieces of uh, of that salmon on top, and just sounds so good. But I'm gonna tell you that smoked cream cheese is is not only just phenomenal right off the smoker. You know, adding a little bit of uh, various things to it, you can put it on some celery sticks, you can put it on some crackers, you can do so much with it. And it it just it's a great little uh, you know twist that you could make some type of um, cheese log with or something like that. 
so many things you can do with that cream cheese, which is awesome. Uh, but I want to throw out there that uh, that smoked cream cheese that uh, my body, my buddy Josh has talked about, and just sounds so good, and uh, really got me fired up for wanting to try some again because uh, it's been a long time since I've done any of that. Uh, but one of the things, and probably the main thing we're going to talk about uh, that we're going to get to in just a minute, has to do with grass-fed beef. And there's a couple of reasons I've been thinking about this. But real quick, I did want to throw one more thing out. Last episode, we talked about the stuffed apples. And I mentioned on the podcast wrapping them with crescent rolls. Well, after I did the podcast, I got to thinking, I was like, oh, I got another idea. Take some canned cinnamon rolls. And rather than the crescent rolls, take and wrap the apples with the with the canned cinnamon rolls and throw those out on the smoker. Because uh, and if you guys haven't tried cinnamon rolls on the smoker, I know we talked about apples last time. Man, cinnamon rolls or even biscuits on the smoker are phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. All right, so let's get to the big deal about grass fed beef. If you guys will remember a while back, uh, we read an email from Kevin out in Indiana who had mentioned the grass-fed beef. He had cooked some steaks. It turned out phenomenal, even though he thought everything was going to be a disaster, but uh, thankfully everything worked out pretty well. But they've been on a grass-beef, grass-fed beef kick and uh, wanting to eat healthier. And that spurred a few questions that came in about uh, about grass-fed beef. And it's been one of those things more and more in grocery stores. You're seeing different sections about the the grass-fed beef. And ultimately, while I, I'm, I'm not completely sold on it, first of all, uh, I think the, the main idea and, and basically what you're getting in the grass-fed beef is much leaner meat to begin with. That's one of the biggest benefits from what I can understand on the grass-fed beef is it's just a lot leaner. Well, granted, there is a point at which, you know, too much fat is too much. Uh, It's hard to get there for me (laughs) when it comes to beef, but, um, but definitely, you know, it's there. Well, um, it it is definitely a a leaner meat, and generally people think of leaner meat as healthier meat. Now there is some controversy with that. There is some debate to be had in that because there is some really good benefits to some of the fat that you get from beef. Whether it you know you talk to these carnivore diets uh, guys or even the keto. Um, you know, folks that, you know, they are really stressing and pointing out some of the good that comes from the fats, uh, you know, animal fats. And so you lose a little bit of that with the lean meat. And so there's really no clear cut. It almost depends on who you ask, right? And, And where they're at and what science, if that's what it is they're looking at, what it is they're looking at. Uh, as opposed to what you know, how you're going to get an answer to that. But one thing is certain: grass-fed beef is 
uh, is considered to be a much leaner beef altogether. And really, what spurred me to talk about this uh, on on the podcast is this past week, my wife and I went out to eat, and I actually got a buffalo or bison meatloaf, and, and it was it was phenomenal. It was mixed with beef, but it it is it, it was at the Bass Pro here in Springfield. They have a restaurant called Hemingways in the Bass Pro Shops here in, in Springfield, the main, main Bass Pro, the headquarters, which is here. It's one of the biggest Bass Pros, or if not the biggest Bass Pro in the world. It's huge. But the the restaurant, Hemingway's, it I hadn't been there in years, and there's been a lot of changes. I think the whole, you know, pandemic and everything that happened, and um, the, a lot of places changed and adapted and... And uh, it, it's definitely, there's definitely some things that are different about it up there. But Johnny Morrison, who owns the, you know, is the, the founder of Bass Pro, uh, owns a lot of things down here in, in southwest Missouri. And one thing that he has, Dogwood Canyon and some other things, uh, that but they raise uh, bison and they uh, they used that, and on the on the menu, it talked about that the bison that is used is this bison that they raise on their farms and they're grass fed. And uh, oh boy, I tell you what, if uh, if that's the beef, <laughs> man, that was good. That was good. Now they mix their bison with some beef, and and you don't want to know why they do that. A lot of times, bison burger, you know, it, it has to be 50. I think when, anytime you're looking at, um, you know, f- for advertising, you know, to be considered true or accurate, they, they have these percentages. You know, and we mentioned this when we talked about Wagyu or, or Kobe Wagyu beef, um, you know, and some of these fast food restaurants that claim to have you know, Wagyu burgers or Wagyu beef. And if you look at the fine print, you look at what it is they are serving, it it has to be, I think, in order for them to say it's Wagyu, it has to be 51%, right? It has to be the majority of the ingredient. Then they add other things, you know, know, they all add uh, regular beef in there with it. Well, with bison, it is so lean. It's such a lean Meat. Anytime you get a bison burger, a lot of times you're going to find if you really look and search and try to figure out what's going on, you know, they've added some type of beef tallow or, or something, some kind of fat in there because it, it is so lean, it'll dry out so quick when you try to cook it. And, and that's why a lot of times with burger, when you want to do burgers, you want to you know, a lot of folks will do the 80-20 or 85-15 uh, rather than a 90-10 or 95-5 uh, percentage of beef because it, it dries out so quick. you got to have a little bit of fat in there. Even if you go and you process or you get game meat processed, whether it's, you know, um, it, you know deer, elk, uh, they'll generally add 
some type of either pork or beef because of the fat content, to add just a little bit of fat content to it because all that wild game is so lean. Because, again, you think about it, it's grass-fed, right? I mean, that's they're out in the wild. They're not being hopped up with a bunch of, of hormones and being fed a whole bunch of other, you know, non-organic, or what, you know, what, all, all the stuff that, uh, you know, people want to try and avoid and stay away from, which is why they go the grass-fed route. But uh, sometimes, you know, with that advertising, it can be a little bit deceiving, right? Free-range, grass-fed. You really need to investigate uh, and get more information on this for you, you know, um, or if you you know raise your own animals, raise your own cows, your own chickens. Uh, I mean, that's really the only way you're going to absolutely know, as far as I'm concerned. But you know, there is something to be said when it, you know, if you want to eat leaner meat, you know, the grass fed is certainly a way to go. But I thought it was really cool that. You know, here at the the Bass Pro at the restaurant with the bison that they were serving, whether it was the steaks or the uh, or the the meatloaf, you know, they they're using bison that they're raising, right? That's that's being raised on one of the Johnny Morrison farms here in Southwest Missouri, which I, I thought that was pretty neat because I love bison burger. I mean, I, I've not only have had it, I've cooked it. You know, we've got some meat markets here where you can get some pretty exotic meats that, uh, that you might not think of. Some people probably wouldn't want, (laughs) wouldn't want to think of, um, but, uh, you know, but bison is certainly one of those meats that you can get. And of course, you know, they've got their grass fed, um, uh, beef, and there's even here in Springfield, we've got Missouri State University, and they've got their own farm. And they raise and process beef, and they sell it in some of the local meat markets here. Uh, and it's you know as rated as a grass-fed. But also what's interesting about that is they don't rate it as choice, select, prime. Uh, it it, it kind of falls into its own little... Uh, rating, which I'm, to be honest with you, as I've tried to look into it, I'm a little unclear. And it's, uh, and I think part of the reason why, and if you guys know more about this, shoot me an email, info at blindgrilling.com. You know, a lot of that USDA rating when it comes to the grading of beef has to do with the marbling, right? It has to do with uh, the tenderness, the marbling, that's that intermuscular fat that's in you know throughout there, and if you're taking that away and you're getting this much leaner meat, but it's good quality and it's not the you know the select or you know but they can't rate it as prime because it doesn't have that marbling because it is so uh, you know lean. Um, yeah, I don't know if they're coming up with a different way, but I, I know they're throwing out there just, you know, just grass fed and they're not rating in some of these meat markets that I'm going to as uh, select choice prime. And sometimes it's because it's local, uh, locally raised, uh, you know, which is a uh, it's a plus as well. Helping out local farmers. I love doing that as well. Uh, so those are a few things that I think um 
you know, when it when it comes to the grass fed kick that everyone is on, I think it's it's really being driven by the idea of a a leaner beef. And if there's more to it, um, you know, Kevin will probably shoot me an email uh, and and let me know if there's more to it than, you know, with what he's doing uh, out there in Indiana. But it definitely is one of those things that uh, I, I'm, I'm interested in. And I, while I've tried some of the, the, the grass-fed, uh, I think there's a lot more to it. You know, where it is they're eating, you know, who's raising these cattle, how they're being processed. And, and that doesn't seem to be as prevalent of information uh, as I would like for it to be personally. Uh, but uh, and some of the grass-fed beef that I've had, I've really not enjoyed. To be honest with you, I, I've I've not enjoyed it nearly as much. Uh, now I've had some locally raised beef, and and we've had a beef processed that uh, that you know we've had slaughtered, and it was amazing. And I know it was grass-fed, and it was it was really really good. So, uh, you know, sometimes it's just you know. Sometimes you just get some bad meat, uh, and I don't mean bad as in tainted. I just uh, it's just not as flavorful, right? And that's part of where that select uh, choice and prime ratings come in. Uh, you know, when you talk about select, you know, part of that's going to be you know just how flavorful, um, you know, that that tenderness, the marbling. And in and generally, you'll find that select meat is not going to be as you know beefy of a flavor, uh, and so yeah, that's yeah, that's just part of what you get when you go to those grading of meats when you go something like that down to select, which is where a good rub can come in and and really help out. You know, you can in, inject it with a good beef tallow or something, uh, some beef fat. Uh, but again, if you're going for the, for the leaner meat, I know you're not going to be injecting it with some, uh, you know, or braising it in some beef fat or, you know, spraying duck fat on it or something like that. But there's something to be said for some healthy fats like duck fat, you know, um, and even the beef tallow. Uh, you know, I think uh, I'm, I'm more along that line of thinking where that, you know, I like that good, healthy animal fat uh, in in my diet, and uh, and we'll see, we'll yeah, you know, we'll see uh, <laughs> how how I how I age. Because <laughs> right now, I can tell you this, man, getting old, I'm feeling it. I am feeling it, man. I've been doing a lot of workout. Uh, in in the garage and moving around some heavy equipment and tools and and you know building some things it just you know sometimes man at the end of the day i am definitely feeling it no doubt about it but uh let me let me know what you guys think info at blindgrilling.com um you know when it comes to the meatloaf that is something that uh Man, I love a smoked meatloaf. But you know, there's there's a meatloaf pan, and one of the one of the things that I, I loved about this meatloaf that I had, this bison meatloaf, it wasn't dried out. Of course, they said that it was mixed with uh, regular beef as well, uh, but it had a really good flavor. I do like bison meat, no doubt about it. 
but one of the problems that you run into when making a meatloaf, you know, if you don't have you know somewhere for that grease to go, you know, you will get a lot of grease, especially if you use a, a fatty, um, uh, you know, a good fat content uh, burger or ground meat. If you just put it in a cast iron skillet, which we've done, you know, you you'll get a this you know, layer of fat that forms at the top. But I'll tell you this: one of my favorite ways to smoke meatloaf on the smoker is to do a wood plank. Now, granted, you get a lot of drippings. You need to have a drip pan underneath it. But man, doing a smoked meatloaf on a wood plank is absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. It's it's amazing. I love it. We've got a a, a video on our YouTube channel where we did a uh, a wood plank smoked meatloaf um, that just turns out so good. And you know, there's a lot of different recipes. That's something we need to talk about as well. And we'll get into here in, in a few weeks. I, I, I know I still got some recipes that I want to share that folks have sent in. And I want to get to recipes for not only meatloaf, but meatballs as well. Because uh, that that is something that uh, not only is a great, you know, can be a great day, game day uh, appetizer. It can be a game day uh, finger food. Uh, it can be something that, you know, folks can throw in a slow cooker uh, an Instapot, you know, you can do it on the smoker, uh, in the oven, you can do it. I mean, just so many ways you can go about cooking, uh, meatballs and even meatloaf is for that matter, uh, that really make it versatile for those who, uh, you know, like to listen to get recipes, but maybe don't have a smoker or don't want to do something on a smoker, uh, that, you know, the meatballs and the meatloaf are something that you can definitely, you know, do in the house in various ways as well. And we will be getting to that soon. But I do want to give you guys a heads up. Probably going to be taking a break uh, for a week or two because we've got so much, so much going on. So um, we'll try to give you a little bit more heads up as that comes along. But um, we'll see if, if for some day, if for some reason I don't show up on a Monday or Friday, uh, in, in the near future, you will know that, uh, I'll be back. I will be back shortly, but there's a lot of stuff going on. We've got some travel plans, um, that, uh, you know, that have, that have come up that we got to take care of. Uh, and it's going to be pretty difficult to get some podcasts dropped. Uh, but, uh, it, it will not be a long-term thing. We will be back soon, no doubt about it. Friends and family gather around All right, folks. I hope you guys have a great weekend. I hope you guys are enjoying what you've been cooking. Let me know, info at blindgrilling.com, if you've been trying some of the, the recipes and the ideas that we've got uh, and sharing on the podcast. I'd love to hear about that as well. Info at blindgrilling.com is the website. Remember, if you're looking, you ain't cooking. Under the sun of the stars, fire is burning, the world keeps turning. Don't worry what you gotta do. Cause if you're looking, you ain't cooking. Fire up the barbecue. Fire up the barbecue.